Hello and welcome to After Hours with Astrid Meeting. Today we're talking to Alice from Who, What, Where and we are offline about all things social media, how to progress with your career through internships and guard rabbits. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm not too bad. A little bit coldy, a little bit husky today. Yeah, I'm there with you. It's disgusting outside. It is. It's very rainy. So if you hear anything in the background, you know it's a little bit of rain. So you know the drill. We have a little chat about what has happened so far to bring you to this point in your life. Okay, cool. So it's up to you how far back we go. Yep. I think Rome would be a good place to start. Rome. (laughs) Rome, let's do it. Which literally started with how to move abroad without saving money. How to move... (laughs) Oh, I looked at this. Was this like you can go and work in other places and live there at the same time? So I was an au pair. Okay. Um, how I, old were you? Uh, how old are you when you finish uni? 21? Yeah. We'll go with 21. You go straight in, yeah. Yeah. And I just graduated from Manchester, man met, and basically didn't want to move back home. I come uh-huh. from Suffolk, a little okay. tiny town called Hadley. It's really beautiful, but there's like nothing going on. Right. But I also didn't want to have to like save for a year. Yeah. Do you know how most people, if they go on like a gap year, a gap year, they kind of save Yeah, you go and year. work in a pub and then sometimes you might go, other times you might not. Exactly. Because you've been distracted. I just wanted to go. So I was like, how can I go abroad without saving money? Yeah. Um, and au pairing came up. Initially, Paris was in my sights and I had a family all lined up and then they cancelled on me like with a week's notice. No way. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll go somewhere else mm-hmm. and decided to go to Rome. I love Rome. It is great. I love Have Rome. you been lots? I went once, but I literally just was like, yeah. this is a place for me. Like the food. Yeah. I love the way that it's the most amazing history next to like really crappy graffiti and someone sleep on the floor. It's just like yeah. a mashup, but like a collision of culture. And you literually do just turn corners and there's like another wow factor yeah. building. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It was an amazing year. It was quite difficult. I had to live with an Italian family. Can you speak any Italian? I'm not fluent, but I can get by. I now probably, probably didn't... more. Mm, I'd say now less. Oh, really? Yeah, when, I think when you live in another country, you're just completely engrossed in it and you just learn it so much quicker because mm. you have to speak it. Like, everyone does speak English in Rome, but yeah. where I was living, it was all Italian. Right. And the kids spoke perfect English, but, like, the mum didn't speak a word of English. So, like, oh, we'd really? have to communicate in, like, broken languages. And that how was quite difficult. Were, how old were the kids? The little girl was seven and the little boy was four. Okay, so quite nice ages. Yeah, I mean, I think they actually spoke English better than they spoke Italian. Oh, really? They've grown up with au pairs. Okay. Yeah, but I think my Italian was better then than it is now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to start trying to speak it again. Do you know I'm how drunk. tempted I am to have a little ask to be like, go on then, say something cool. <laughs> Don't make me do this live on a podcast. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I, I won't If I've had ask. a drink or two, I'm fine. We can I'm get fluid. a glass of wine, no. <laughs> But yeah, no, I was there for a year mm-hmm. and I don't know. I just didn't feel ready to be an adult yet mm. or a real adult in yeah. inverted commas. And then kind of came back and was like, okay, what do I do with my life now? <laughs> Did you manage to save money while you were doing it? No, I mean, you get like a budget. You get right. 100 euros a week. Okay, and then you're you, like bored and yeah, everything's covered. Food and everything's paid yeah. for. So I saved no money. Yeah. Came back and was like, um, okay, what now? <laughs> and then I worked in a school in Nottingham for a year. In okay. a special needs school. Oh, wow. Because I kind of wanted to pursue the teaching thing. So what did you do at uni? I studied English literature. Right, which you can kind of apply to most things in that area. Yeah, exactly. You? And I think because my mum had worked in schools, mm-hmm. she was a special needs, she worked in a special needs school as well as a mm. speech therapist. It had always kind of been on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. But I also really like writing. So yeah. I guess that's where the journalism and social thing came down, yeah. down the line. But I worked in a school for a year mm-hmm. and then went to an open day for a PGCE and the MA in magazine journalism at Nottingham Trent. 
I'm not going to lie, the master's in magazine journalism was cheaper. So I was kind of like... (laughs) (laughs) Not going to be completely paid, but you know. Yeah, exactly. And also like it was an amazing course. So I decided to do that. And yeah, that kind of came next. Sure. So it was a... An MA in journalism. Yeah. So the stuff that you learn in MA, 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 MA. So have you actually found any of it useful? Because I know that the stuff that I kind of studied, I haven't generally used. What did you study? Well, I went to London College of Fashion yeah. and I did styling and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And then I actually ended up learning most of it when I was interning at magazines yeah. and everything. I do think I learned to be confident in my course. Okay. I think I, because I went into it having a couple of years out of university, whereas mm. most of the people in my course had gone straight from uni to do their masters. Whereas you were like fresh from Rome. I was so mature. No, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> at all. But I think it kind of taught me to believe in myself that I could go mm. out and get those internships. I know Rome isn't far away. It's not like I moved to America or Australia, but it did just give me that confidence in myself, yeah. like you can do it. And my tutor was really great. Yeah, I just think it gave me that kind of kick I needed to email people and to yeah. expect no's, but also to keep trying yeah. and I get mean, yeses. And you have to just keep knocking on those yeah, doors, Yeah, I mean, the you? amount of no's you get yeah. is ridiculous. But I was quite lucky that I interned in places like Wonderland and then... Women's Weekly at Time Inc., which at the time I was like, I don't really think this is for me. But actually went and worked on like the arts and craft desk and had like the oh best time God, ever. I know, it was dream. so much fun. The arts and crafts yes, desk. it was so good. So I was, was like... you just like surrounded by pipe cleaners and pom-poms every like, day? Like literally was like putting together like shoots and amazing houses and like going to like the Christmas previews. Yeah. Oh my God, the dream. It was dreamy, it was dreamy. Women's Weekly, yeah. who knew? I know. I, at the time my tutor was like, go and intern there. I was like, really? Like, come on. Yeah. But loved it at the time. Yeah. And then after that, I think I just graduated and I got a paid internship at ASOS. Nice. Which the money was very much, very (laughs) much wanted. And that was for six months. So I interned there and that's when I kind of started doing social. Sure. So was that on the social desk there? Because obviously social was like so much of the brand ASOS. It was, do you remember ASOS Likes? Did you ever know ASOS Likes? ASOS Likes. How long ago was this? Two years after, like what, three, four years ago? Mm. It was kind of like an online extension of the magazine. I probably saw it, but I might not remember the name of it. Yeah, so it was it was just like an online magazine okay. where we'd write about like fashion and music yeah. and films and all that kind of stuff. So I was on that desk as the editorial intern mm. and we also looked after the social. So that's kind of where I got like my first look into social media. And I was working with one of my best friends who I now have my podcast with, which was really fun. Did and you guys meet there? We met at Sixth Form. In textiles. Um, Used to go out on a Thursday night and then not go to textiles on a Friday morning together. Standard, yeah. Yeah. Good. Solid friendship (laughs) there. But yeah, no, it was really fun. ASOS is such a fun place to work and Mm. there's so much going on. Like you just don't stop, but it's a really, really fun, creative environment. Mm. So that really kind of gave you the idea that like, right, social is the way to go. Yeah. So how long were you there for? Six months? Only six months, yeah. But within that, it sounded like you had quite a lot of responsibility. Yeah, definitely. It was kind of like all hands on deck. Mm. You basically were just like thrown in at the deep end, like working on Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff and like writing stories. And I remember feeling really like, oh my God, what? Okay, I have to do this now. You have to actually be an adult, but yeah. absolutely <laughs> loving it. Um, yeah. And they're all really encouraging there. So it was yeah. a really great place to kind of have my first like 
real job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We've had quite a few people that have worked at Facebook, actually. Through, have you? Weirdly enough, through the um, podcast, they ah. seem to be the same creative Oh, actually, route. I was listening to the one earlier with Passive Lady Matt. Yes. Yes, she worked at ASOS. Yeah, yeah, she's so great. Love her nail salon as well. Yeah, the nails are yeah. gorgeous. Last forever as well. I got one just before London Fashion Week and it lasted like nearly a month. She did promise us a little manicure, actually, so we should take her up on that. They you. are so yeah. great. So you went to ASOS. You interned, at, obviously, with the Pipe Cleaners Women Weekly. Where else did you enter? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's just in my mind. I just want to go home and get out some pipe cleaners and do some art. Like uh, pipe cleaner hat, like pipe cleaner chair. Yeah, that was it. (laughs) So where else did you go? And were there different things you took from different places? Obviously, ASOS is creative and exciting Mm -hmm. and young. But actually working at somewhere like Women's Weekly, you're going to get just like the really solid Mm -hmm. backbone of this is what needs to be done in this kind of order. Yeah. I also worked, I don't even think it actually is around anymore. And it wasn't even a big magazine, but it was called Rooms. And it was like an art magazine. And they talked a lot about like fashion and art and culture. And I was their online writer. And I, nice. it wasn't well known. I remember at the time thinking to myself like, oh, do I want to do this? But they basically just gave me a platform to write for an entire year. And like, I'd pitch stuff like, oh, can I go to London Fashion Week? And they got me accreditation. And I like, yeah. went backstage and interviewed like, Angel Chen, which is a designer that's now like showing like in massive shows. So it's kind of like stuff like that. that mm. I think at the time I kind of was like, I'm not really sure if this is right. But actually it gave me a platform to write for an entire year yeah. and really kind of helped me further my skills in writing. Well, that's it. And any experience, you don't realise it at the time, but you were going to probably at some point exactly. go back to it. Exactly. And also like I was writing for digital as well there. So that's probably yeah. where I started to think like, okay, digital is kind of where I want to be. Mm-hmm. It moves really fast. And like, I liked that kind of style of writing. Yeah. Where else they intern? Wonderland magazine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Again, a completely different experience. You kind of go in and there's loads of interns. Yeah. Um, like they all run on, I interned at Days. That was my last internship oh, really? before I got my real, my first big paid styling job. And it's literally, there were like four, I think, permanent members of staff that were just like so cool. Yeah. And this was at the point when Nicola Formacetti was still there. Yeah. And he was just like, his interns were like the ones that were like, with like purple hair, like out <laughs> styling Gaga. And I was like, oh, I've been sent to go and like buy the sandwiches from Sainsbury's. <laughs> But like, it was very much yeah. like 15 girls. Yes. Yeah. And the styling interns were just in and out, in and yeah. out all day, yeah. returns and things like that. But yeah. I remember feeling so lucky to be there. And everyone yeah. everyone yeah. was very, very cool. And I definitely mm. didn't feel very cool, but I've still I really got friends liked it. that I met there. You oh, know, really? So, oh, that's it's so great. Cool. And we're like, yeah, we met interning at Days. <laughs> but Wonderland's a great place as well because you're going to have access to like the amazing brands. Yeah, and, exactly. Like, really great shoots. I remember just sitting in the room when we were interning, being surrounded by like, Chanel and Prada and just being like okay this is where I want to be yeah I think that's kind of where I realized okay fashion is where I want to go yeah that route yeah I mean I do remember a bad day when I had to have I was being sent back to Dolce & Gabbana and I had massive bags of fur and I probably (laughs) had about a hundred grand's worth of Dolce & Gabbana fur and it was me literally being a shit bag dragging it down the street on a bus like and I didn't even have at this point Google Maps, like I had an A to Z to get around and I got my travel card paid for. And I was just like, this is terrible. Like they're not paying me any money. And I'm just like, this is like a house deposit <laughs> worth of coats. And I'm just like shoving Dragging it. Dragging along the floor. Dragging it, like oh, kicking it like a like naughty schoolboy with a satchel. <laughs> Did Dr. Ingabana only say anything? Were the yeah, coats okay? They were all right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were also wearing the samples in their list. I mean, not me. <laughs> I didn't fit in them. But like, <laughs> everyone would wear the samples and send them back. I mean, it's a different time now anyway. You probably can't get away with that shit anymore. So I'm going to take a picture and post it on social. Yeah, they definitely would. That would be trending. That's it. Innocent times. So obviously you ended up with you landing your role at social media editor at 
the debrief. Yeah. The debrief was somewhere that I had read for a while and like really admired. And some yeah. of my favourite writers like Pandora Sykes have worked there and comedian Stevie Martin. And I remember literally after that internship, I went for the interview and I was so nervous, like mm. shaking. How did you prepare for it? I think I just like read loads of their articles and like looked on their social and just kind of thought about like what I would do differently mm-hmm. um, and kind of tried to think about it as like I'm their reader. What what do I want to see yeah. rather than like I'm an expert in this field? Because yeah. at the time I was an intern. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember going and being like, sorry, wait, you want to interview me? Um, but the debrief was really great at kind of hiring young talent yeah. and I think recognising that talent in people. But when I got the job, I literally remember I called my mum and I just like burst into tears because I was so Aww. happy. Because it was a magazine that I'd read for so long and just yeah. absolutely loved. And like all my friends loved it. Mm-hmm. I remember telling all my friends being so smug, like, guys, I'm the social editor of the debrief now. But that's great. And that feeling when you're like, do you know what? I've worked for free for a really long yeah. time and you finally... Land that job. Yeah. yeah. It's like the best. Yeah. No, it really was. And it was such a great place to work, like... I'm still really good friends with all the girls. Mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing them on Thursday. Oh, Some of the nice. girls I used to work with, we all still very much catch up. One is getting married soon, so we're all going oh, to the nice. wedding. I know, so excited. How long were you there for? I was there for about two years. Okay. I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Like, I've never stayed somewhere so far longer than two years. I still feel like I'm very much at the beginning of my mm. career because I guess I started a bit late. Well, or not late, but like later than people that kind of went straight out of uni type thing. The thing is, when you jump around a bit, I think some people kind of intern, go straight in some place and they literally work mm. their way up. But you don't have the same kind of objective view of trying different companies, which yeah. I think is quite important. And I do think as well, kind of in like this day and age and our generation, there is that lust to want to move around a bit yeah. more and learn different skills. Like I know my mum and dad are always like... I remember when I left the debrief after two years, they were like, really? Like, you want to leave after two years? Like, yeah, I'm ready for something new, like Mm. a new challenge. And I do feel like with digital media, you can kind of do that a bit more. Yeah. One of the things I'll always remember is we launched a Facebook group for our Mm -hmm. readers. And we kind of heard a bit about other like brands doing it. And we just kind of thought, okay, let's give it a go. And we had just an influx of people and readers requesting to join. And so many people were writing such lovely comments. And I think it kind of just put into perspective how many people loved the debrief Mm. and that just felt really nice to work for a brand that so many young women came to to read about the things that they thought only they felt yeah um like if that was like mental health or sex or relationships like so many of them were coming to us for advice Mm. which at the time was a bit like we're just like you (laughs) but you just got a platform to be heard from exactly that's the beauty of digital media as well as that it's a two-way conversation yeah. and it's instant you know where previously it might have been someone sitting at home like writing a letter it's not and if someone wants to see something, you, like, you can get your ideas yeah. actually from the horse's mouth. And I think as well, it's really great when, and this is definitely something that we did at the debrief and something we do now who are where it's like kind of taking accountability. Like if someone comes to you and says like, I really love this article, but I also think X, Y, Z, like mm. actually being like, do you know what? Like I've learned from you now too. And it's like mm. a, a kind of a 360 circle of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've obviously got my perspective and I know that I've got, I'm like all these privileges. And so I won't always consider minorities that might not be represented yeah. and it's really important to be like guys and have that nudge yeah because I've kind of done similar stuff to you over the years yeah you know? no I completely agree <laughs> I'm trying to think of like any other standout moments we had a campaign called mad about the pill that Vicky Spratt another great writer who used to work at the debrief she was our deputy editor started and it was all about kind of looking into mental health and the pill God, did you know what? This has been a recurring theme as well. Has it? It seems to be really, really, really relevant. And everyone's talking about synthetic hormones and how they've affected them. Yeah. And how for some people it's totally fine. Made me go mad. Made me go mad as well. Yeah. I was on Yasmin and yeah. I literally <laughs> thought I was mental. Were yeah. you on the same? Yeah, yeah. Like 
literally getting in fights. Every time I've gone on the pill, I've gone up a bra size and they really? haven't gone back down. Like my body responds really badly to a synthetic hormones. I can't take the pill, literally. No, no like Yasmin turned me insane. I remember thinking... The pinky purple ones, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. I remember I couldn't stop crying and I was like, yeah. I'm not a crier. Why am I crying yeah. all the time? And, and it wasn't until I spoke to a friend... And she basically said the same thing, except mm-hmm. she was just angry all the time. Yeah. And we were like, hang on a minute, what pill are you on? Both were on Yasmin. Yeah. Immediately stopped. Yeah. But we did a whole campaign at the debrief called Mad About the Pill. And again, it was the same thing. We just had so many messages from young women mm. thinking that they'd gone mad from mm-hmm. taking the pill. And it was actually like, okay, maybe it could be your contraceptive pill. Yeah. It's just such a relevant subject at the yeah. moment. We were talking to, like I said, we had the condom brand in and one of the ladies there was actually a gynecologist mm-hmm. who was a specialist in female reproductive health. And she was like, for some people, absolutely fine. Yeah. But there is not enough research still. And when we've been on the pill since the 70s. Yeah. Women have been on the pill since the 70s and there's still not enough research. How? Also not enough information when you go to take the pill. No, when you dish when you them get out. Put it on. Yeah. They're like, don't worry, you don't want a baby. So take, have a couple of these babes. Off You've you got go. spots, be on the pill. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Exactly. Yeah. It's a nice big bag of colourful condoms <laughs> and, you know, off your top from like the local... <laughs> Like a clinic. Well, that was just me. Um, <laughs> I like the action you did with yeah, like, you know, it off. Like my lunch bag full of condoms. <laughs> Double whammy. But yeah, so the pill is definitely hot a, mask, yeah, a hot topic amongst women. And it, as it should Rightly be. Rightly so, yeah. Because it it's affects time. everything. And I heard, I heard this really alarming thing. And I don't know if this is true. But it's something to do with when you're on the pill and you're like suppress your mm-hmm. hormonal instincts. And in that... Okay, this, I don't know how to word this without something completely bonkers <laughs> and getting it completely wrong. Something about being on the pill means that you'll meet a mate who you might not chemically be, you're not supposed to be with that person. Okay. You know, basically, we're just like shaved apes, aren't we? Like finely held together by like chemicals. You can be hit on the head and wake up with a different accent. Like we are so finely tuned. It's yeah. unbelievable. So people are on the pill. They meet their partner and they're all fine. They come off the pill and they suddenly like they are repulsed by yeah I know how terrifying is that they're repulsed by their partner and it's because there's something genetically oh means that they God. shouldn't be together which they would have picked up on if they weren't on the pill so basically you shouldn't be on the pill when you meet your future partner I don't know how much <laughs> of what I said is true disclaimer I regurgitate information that I read half read I'm gonna go home and google this because internet. that is mad <laughs> yeah it definitely was in a book that I read I was gonna say it's not from EastEnders in <laughs> no, it because no, no. I don't know how much I believe or was that it? no but it, I like then I read it and I was like shit because I've definitely had that like I've met a guy come off the pill and then I've got the ick and just been like oh my god I hate you why and it's just because of some kind of a chemical reaction <laughs> but yeah, like texted them after be like sorry I was actually I was on the pill I was on the pill now I'm off like, it like temporarily insane and now I hate you <laughs> so or even visited it like a year later to see if it was the actual ick or oh, if yeah. it was just the pill ick <laughs> you know the ick is a thing yeah it know. definitely is so let's go back to where you are now so yes. what where so did you have the job to go to when you left the debris so I actually started out at Birdie which was who it wears sister brand okay um by a company called Click that started in America I think it was about 12 years ago mm-hmm. they have offices in LA and New York and I was social editor on Birdie which is our beauty brand Oh, nice. Yeah. I love beauty. Because I'd always loved fashion and beauty. Yeah. So it was kind of like, oh, okay. Oh, um, beauty products yeah. are just the best. It is great. It was great. <laughs> and just also like learning about the science behind beauty is so mm. interesting. And like, I think all of that I kind of really, really got into when I was working at Birdie. But then I started at Who What Wear about, what month were we in now? September, like January. Oh. So about six months ago. Recently. Yeah. But it's the same role. 
Okay. So I kind of switched over and like we worked really closely with the Who Wear team. So I like I knew all the girls and it felt like a really nice kind of transitional switch. Yeah. And we started Who What Wear Beauty. So okay. now it's kind of all lives on one site. Oh my God, you must have the best products. <laughs> it is good. We do get a lot of good products. It's really fun to try them all, but also like there's not enough time yeah. to try them all. I've got so much stuff at home that is well, my testing drawer. We could do a little jewellery product swap, <laughs> <laughs> potentially. We could, we I could. have access to a lot of very nice uh, jewellery. <laughs> You're don't wearing quite a lot of it. I'm loving you, uh, it. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you realise I have noticed. <laughs> but yeah, the products. I'm so sucked in by the language of beauty. What are your favourite beauty brands? I've got a little bit of an expensive SkinCeuticals I, habit. I love SkinCeuticals, yeah. But, oh my God, like yeah. 125 quid for a serum. Yeah. I also really like a natural. So I'm like half like drawn in by expensive brands. The other half, I literally just use like coconut oil on my hair. Mm-hmm. and like, I mean, your hair looks great, so. Thanks. It's working. Yeah. <laughs> sleep with a bit of coconut oil in, that's my... Oh, you sleep with it in? Yeah, Sunday okay. night, whack a load of coconut oil on your hair, sleep in it. Like a then, once a week mask? Yeah. I should try that. I mean, it's literally like the £3.99... Yeah. because of my skin SkinCeuticals habit. I feel like we could write an article on this. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Where to spend your yeah. money and where can you save? Yeah. That's it, I'm in. So yeah, tell me your products because obviously you're the expert. You're the one that's getting bombarded with all the information all the time. My favourite products, my favourite brand I'd say is Dr. Dennis Gross. I don't know this, but I feel like I need it in my life. It's kind of if it's doctor, I'm like, vibes, I'm down. It's like quite scientific. Um, uh-huh. He does these pill pads and it's a two-step pill pad and one pad is like alpha hydroxy acids and then the other side is kind of like bringing the moisture back into your skin Ooh. and they are so good. So you kind of exfoliate and then moisturise, but like completely changed my skin's texture. I struggle quite badly with hormonal acne. You have really good skin. I, I mean, I've got makeup on, but thank you. But makeup's for a long, life as well though. For about <laughs> a year, I just randomly got acne, which I'd never had before. It was mm. very odd. I think it was due to like stress and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And Dr. Dennis Gross's products like completely sorted out my skin. Dr. Dennis Gross. Yeah. In my mind, he's one of the brothers from Bross. <laughs> In a white jacket. <laughs> he, do, he does wear a, he does wear his white jacket in all his pictures. Is he a bit fit? Mm, no. <laughs> sorry. Like, so, it's so becoming do, like some really different conversation maybe with him he was, like just coming round to my house and stroking my face. <laughs> maybe he was when he was younger, but he's quite a bit older now. Not, I mean, so But he should still look good, right? He should still have the little peach face. He has product. got, he has got quite a little peachy face. Oh, okay. We'll Google him after. Yeah, definitely. I I want to do it now a little bit. We'll continue. So his products, the mask, which is the peel and then the moisture. What else? So it's like, it's not a mask. It's like a pad that you wipe on Oh, it's on a pad. Face. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's good. It's I'm a bit good. scared of them. I had this, so I like about, I know like chemical exfoliation is yeah. like the way forward. It's quite gentle. Okay. Because I, I can't good. use like retinols or anything. I'm quite sensitive. I tried retinols. I tried the ordinary retinols. Didn't no. touch the sides, nothing happened for me. But so maybe I was doing this. Yeah. Well, I got this Dermalogica, which I'm not that much of a fan of, but it was this like a powder that you mix with water yeah. and then you like scrub your face with it. Mm. And I was like, oh, this feels good. Yeah, my face feels really smooth. <laughs> was it tingling? I was bright red afterwards. <laughs> bright red. And I'd used it before, but I think this day was like aggressively in. scrubbing my face <laughs> with acid. But my foundation went amazing. I need to try this. You've got like baby smooth skin, but you've yeah. literally stripped chemical it all off. Burn, yeah. Nice smooth chemical burn yeah. complexion <laughs> that we all want. That we all want and love. So you've been there since September. Love yeah. life. Not planning on I mean, you can't really tell us now, even if you were. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't planning on leaving. No. No plans to move just no, yet. No, no plans to move. I really love it. It's a great company to work for. I think because we've got that American backing. 
There's yeah. so much to learn. And also Brexit, you know, you're going to have a job for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't discount that in this yeah, climate. Like, this is very true. Especially if you've been interning for a few years, you've kind of seen the teams of shrinking yeah. and everything's being run by interns and the kind of one man bands have got to yeah. do everything. So yeah. Let, Stay there. Yeah. Just for, Stay for there. now. So I've been there since January. It's a really great team. Lots of people that have come from like Grazia and different magazines I feel like very lucky to be working with lots Mm. of incredible women that I've learned a lot with and because we're such a small team there's only 12 of us we really kind of sit oh wow yeah it's tiny which I don't think people ever realize you churn out a lot of content for 12 people we do we (laughs) do there's a lot of stuff happening but everyone works so collaboratively like we work Mm. with the marketing team really closely I work with the edit team really closely and I think having everyone in one office so close you kind of learn so many new skills that you never really thought that you'd be doing like affiliates I never yeah. thought that I'd be learning about like affiliate linking but now obviously that's kind of the future of yeah. online publications and how they make money and mm-hmm. um, so I just think being in such a small team has really benefited kind of my growth yeah definitely when you're somewhere where you actually get to kind of get involved sometimes if you work for a large company you're just literally like well, that's your job yeah and if you try and even edge into anywhere else people get annoyed with you I think I'd get really bored doing something like that as well because I yeah. think that's why I like social media it's so reactive you one day mm. you're doing Instagram scheduling and sourcing community members to feature on the feed and the next you're out on a shoot doing behind the scenes like Mm -hmm. we do a lot of articles like editor try-ons and like we'll take all that imagery ourselves and like edit it we don't have a photographer we only do that if it's like a page shoot or something like that so you're kind of learning all those different skills and having to be reactive to change which is great and I think also the platform it's not like it's got to be the most amazing not saying that your photography isn't of amazing quality because I'm sure it's fabulous (laughs) from what I've seen I never would have known but it's not like when you have something for print and everyone's pouring out exactly every single inch of it because it's kind of quick content you've got a good camera you've got an eye for it you've worked in it for a long time you can take a a shot that's going to be perfect versus you know when you're doing a shoot and it takes a team of 30 to like think about the backdrop and I think also that's what people want to see on Instagram like I know the type of content that you're not going to get in a glossy magazine really resonates with our audience because Mm -hmm. they can see that in a magazine like they come to our Instagram for something else we have a really great franchise called Best Wolf Jobs in Britain where we go around kind of homes of London women that we admire and mm-hmm. shoot their wardrobe and kind of really get to know them. Oh, and obviously, fun. yeah, it's so much fun. Um, I love being nosy as well. You're literally like, yeah, little root through. <laughs> what have they got here? Yeah. yeah, no. But we obviously want to put that on our Instagram and we do put that on our Instagram mm-hmm. and we really shout out about it. But we kind of pepper it in with like behind the scenes shots and cute little gifts. And I yeah. think people want to see... I don't want to say the realness, but do you know what I mean? Like yeah, the stuff a, that they're not going to get in print. That's it. And it's a different language. It's a different language. It's a different tone completely. And it is that relatable, like you say, two-way conversation, going having a route through someone's wardrobe. Exactly. That's great. And that's what I want to see. I yeah. know I do. We're all inherently nosy, aren't we? I know I am. Mega nosy. Yeah. I literally walk, this probably shouldn't admit this, should I? Do it. If I'm like walking down a nice street, probably in Highbury, I'll like peek into people's houses. Oh, and then lights are on, they haven't shut the curtains yet. Yeah, love that. See a chandelier. I love a little snoop. I mean, I probably shouldn't tell this story either. (laughs) But if you were going to come around my wardrobe, my cat, this is completely irrelevant. What's your cat called? His name's Dylan. This is him. Oh, so cute. Little babe. Apart from I left him overnight on Saturday with a litter tray. This is true. He slept in the litter tray like a nutter. And then did a shit on all my shoes in the bottom of my wardrobe. I had to throw out my Liberty print, my glazes, <laughs> my Converse, my really nice leather boots. And like, yeah, so that's what you, you would have found in my wardrobe. So you can't get the smell of... I don't even know what to do about the situation. I've just pulled them all out and I'm just like, 
vinegar. But like, what a, what a dickhead. Yeah, that's bad. What that's bad. massive, I really want massive a, dickhead. I really want an animal and I just feel like, because I live in a flat that doesn't have a garden. So in my head I was like, okay, I could get a house cat, but the poo thing. Do you know thing. what? There are loads of cats that need homes. Like my I friend's know. a vet and there are loads of cats that have got like illnesses. It means I can't go oh. outside. Loads and loads and loads. Don't tell me this, I'll be... Next week. Get one. Cats are amazing. Like, he's normally all right, other than the shitting in the wardrobe incident. He's mm. actually a really good cat. <laughs> Me and my flatmate were actually Googling house rabbits because apparently house rabbits or rabbits poo is odourless. Yeah, but... So in a small flat, you can get a house rabbit. Get a little We've cat. We've got on such a tangent here. Yeah, but we? like, get a little cat. That's what I say. <laughs> apparently, there are rabbits that are like guard rabbits that jump up and pee at people. <laughs> <laughs> That's their defence mechanism. It's true. Probably only the same place I learn about my dear fact. I'm going home with such knowledge. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so you can get these giant rabbits that are like the size of like, <laughs> like little pigs. <laughs> Apparently they're like... What rabbit is the rabbits. size of a little pig? Like you get these massive, massive rabbits that jump up and pee at people. I promise you that's all the thing. Oh, Next article, put it on your Instagram. Does anyone have a house rabbit? Get into journalism, guys. You can learn about, <laughs> you can learn about all this exciting stuff. Oh, God, but no, so genuinely get a little cat that okay. has, like they are desperate for homes for next time cats. I see you I will have a cat I can sort you out with a cat babe I'll tell you I've got your number I've got a vet like they're constantly looking honestly they're constantly looking let's do it let's do it fine good right so moving on <laughs> so your life is completely interwoven with social media yeah like everything work everything so is this where you got the inspiration for your podcast yeah it is um, let's have a chat about that Okay, so currently on hiatus. Okay, that's <laughs> well, all right. Life got busy. But yeah, so me and I mentioned her earlier, my best friend Notty from home, we both work in social media. She's works on the social team at ASOS still. And obviously I do social for who but where. And we both love it, like absolutely love it. But I think that we were finding we quite often like spend evenings together and we'd literally be on our phones. And we kind of just one night were like, what are we doing? Which I'm sure like so many other, like it was nothing groundbreaking. I'm sure so many other people were saying the exact same thing. Like, mm. why are we spending so much time on our phones? And I definitely noticed being online so much because it's so difficult to know when to switch off. You'd be on, online so much all day for work and then I'd go home and I'd be on Instagram for my yeah. own personal feed and like, mm checking Twitter and Facebook and all of these kind of things. And I definitely noticed that I started to feel more anxious. Yeah. And I was sleeping a lot less. Like In the blue light. Yeah. I'm a terrible sleeper anyway. Like anyone that knows me, I do not stop talking about how badly I sleep. <laughs> but it was like getting to the point where I was sleeping like four hours a night. Fuck. And it was probably a That's combination of all those different things. Yeah. So like feeling more anxious mm. and not sleeping, making me more anxious and yeah. being online so much. Yeah, because um, I know that I definitely, I self-soothe with just like, yeah. oh, I need distraction. My head's going mad. I'm just going to like look at like Scroll. nonsense. Yeah. yeah, it does. And it, in the moment it helps, but I just yeah. think in the long in the long run, it just doesn't help at all. What are you not trying to think about? That's the thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What are you, mm. what are you putting off? But we kept on having those conversations and we kept on being like, what can we do? Like we're experts in social media. Like what mm. is there that we can do? how can we kind of bring this to more people's conscious? And then we kind of, we actually went to launch it with a different name. And okay. then basically I was coming back from holiday and we'd like recorded it all. Like I said, we just started recording on our phones in our bedrooms. Mm -hmm. um, and I was coming back from holiday and on route back from the airport, I was online and this woman from like Australia had just launched a podcast 
with the exact same name. What was the name? We were originally just called Offline. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, God, okay. How um, did you find that out? Did you get, like, a Google alert? I think I was or... just, like, scrolling, and it just always on my Discover page or something. So, like, Instagram wanted me to see that. Right, yeah. Like, it had my back that day. <laughs> but we went and met in a pub, and, like, we're like, okay, well, what do we do? Mm. Had quite a few glasses of wine, and then we're like, we're going to re-record today. So we just went okay. and re-recorded our intro, definitely a bit drunk. But Fine. I mean, like, best conversations come out from being a bit drunk. Yeah. And it kind of all started from there. And basically, like, the premise of the podcast is we get influencers and industry people to kind of come on and talk about, like, their online life and, like, their experiences mm-hmm. with being online and how they kind of look after their mental health. And kind of each episode is, like, touching on a different subject. So, like, sleep anxiety, relationships, all that kind of thing. Mm. But no, it's been like an amazing experience. We've currently like paused it for a bit just because it's we didn't have enough time. Yeah. Um, Lottie travels a lot for work, okay. um, which is obviously great. But like then we were really conscious of the time that she was here. Mm-hmm. We didn't want her to be spending more time kind of working and being online. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we always kind of said like, if we're doing this as a side project, we don't want it to become like a really stressful thing because mm-hmm. then it kind of defeats the point. Yeah. of the podcast itself yeah but it was really great and it was really great to learn about like how to edit it and how to cut it and record and like yeah it's been a really great experience how many did you record we did two seasons and we oh, wow. did but I mean like they were short seasons <laughs> we kind of just made up the rules ourselves but Fine. it seemed to work yeah well, I think a lot of social and digital stuff because it's so new yeah you just kind of see what works yeah right? exactly and like we did an episode with Fresh Beauty which is really great mm-hmm. we did an episode with Bumble and then we did a live panel talk for International Women's Day with ASOS. Oh, so like lots, of, lots was and is hopefully going to still come from it when we mm. kickstart with season three. But no, it's been really fun. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So any dates you can give a little plug for when the first one's going to be out? Well, when, Commit, we're, that way you've got to go do it. We haven't got any dates yet, but we're meeting on Sunday to discuss, so TVC. <laughs> okay, right. I'm just going to round up with my few little extra questions that I do at the end. Oh, God. It's right, but they're all relative. Okay, okay. What do you think the best bits and worst bits of social media are? I think the best bits are it's a really creative space Mm -hmm. and you get to be authentically you. But I think the worst bit is most people aren't authentically them. Catfish. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) We live behind that filter. or People don't really use filters anymore, but you know what I mean? I do think that is shifting. I think with like the likes of Eva Chen, who works at Instagram, saying like, guys, post you, do you, like, don't worry too much about it. And like really high profile people like that, that is shifting. But I think we just need to like stop caring so much. I used to care so much about what mm. I was posting and really overthink it. And I think now I've just been like, okay, like, fuck it. Just yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's more realistic and people want to see like the real you. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I think I definitely do, like people will always still care. It's within mm. our nature. Let's talk a little bit about the future of each platform. What do you think it's going to look like in a few years' time? I think Instagram will be predominantly video. I think people are going to post more and more to Instagram stories, more and more to IGTV, but a bit more kind of, like we said earlier, a bit more authentically, less kind Mm. of polished. I think Pinterest... I know people don't really like talk about Pinterest, but Pinterest is one of my favourites. I love Pinterest because I'm just like, I want to look at pictures of pottery, basically. That's my life. So I just pin pictures of like, cups (laughs) (laughs) and when I used to do shoots I used to do my mood boards on there and we could share them and it was quite nice it's such a great creative space um Pinterest actually don't call themselves like a social platform okay um, because it's you're meant to use it like Google it's like a search platform yeah you go in and you you search for what you're looking for like I don't know blonde haircuts Mm -hmm. um 
But I think Pinterest, to me, like Pinterest has kind of, I know that they're evolving and growing, but I think it will kind of stay the same. Yeah. Just get bigger, get more collaborative. It's just been like steady in the background. Hasn't really had like a massive moment. And I know that some brands, they need to look at it because it's like, it's actually very female focused. And like you say, it's inspo. So just upload your images that exist anyway and let people use them. It's one of our biggest traffic drivers. Really? Yeah, yeah, for social. Yeah, definitely. It's such a great place to put your content on. And like, I think, especially like a fashion brand, we have so much content that's relevant. Would you think that would work for an influencer though? If someone was like a kind of person that... I think so, if they're like writing blog posts and things like that, if they're still blogging or like... You could essentially use your content from Instagram if you're writing longer form captions. Pop it on Pinterest. Mm, Interesting. Cross cross every platform. Twitter? Still a thing? I think it's still a thing. I personally don't really use Twitter. I deleted my account. Yeah, I haven't been on my account in a very long time. Like, Obviously, I check for work. Yeah. But like, I think if something's trending, Twitter's your place to go, isn't it? Yeah. Um, But I think, yeah, maybe on the... Decline. (laughs) Way out. Okay. And what about TikTok? Again, I have not used TikTok. I'm going to admit that. It's, I know it's massive. It's huge in the States. Yeah. And I think it's another one that's going to be... I think it will kind of slowly come over here and it yeah. will erupt, but... It's on the way. And my last question yeah. is a little bit of a random one. So do you think that they can actually really teach social media now? I feel like by the time that there's a course, it's already outdated information. So if someone was looking to follow your footsteps and work in social media... How do you think that, you know, would it just be interning or doing a course? I think there definitely will be a course. I know Mm -hmm. in my old university, they definitely teach modules in social Mm -hmm. media. But I think interning is always the way to go. I loved my course and I'm really glad I did it. But I think I definitely could have interned for like two years and probably done a similar thing. I think just getting in there, getting into the industry, emailing people, expecting no's, but persist because you will get yeses and get yourself out there. Yeah, you've got to be tenacious. Yeah, you do. And actually, once you're in a brand, you realise why people say no, it's because they're so busy and they get so many emails. If you just happen to be the top of the list that day, you're the one that they're going to call up. Or write an engaging email or like something, like just put your name out there and one person will say yes and then you're on your way. That's it, ball's rolling. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me here today. And when's the next podcast out? So I'm going to say November. November. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at We Are Offline, and we'll post all details there. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Look forward to hearing it. Thank you for listening to After Hours by Astrid and Miu. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. See you next week.